Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is. John Oakley. Joel has now joined us on the line. He's an authority on global economic, political, and social trends, described by the New York Times as America's uber geographer, author of the book, The Coming of Neo-Feudalism, A Warning to the Global Middle Class. But he's written a piece that was in the National Post just a, a few days back. Women have won the war between the sexes, but at what cost? Let's get Joel in here. Joel, good afternoon. Oakley Show. Hi, it's my pleasure to be here. Joel Gotkin, I'm very intrigued because I was having this conversation with my own partner on the weekend. She knows a young lady uh, at 32, very accomplished from a well-established family, and she chose to go to a sperm donor and through IVF, you know, have a child, but didn't really uh, want a partner and so on and so forth, or couldn't find one. Uh, you kind of light on that in your piece that I was citing here. The uh, war between the sexes does come at a cost, and there's certain downsides to it. Can you tell us more? Well, what we're seeing is that um, as women have really made enormous strides professionally in terms of income and particularly in education, both in Canada and the United States, um, what has happened is a growing gap has developed between men and women in that um, it's becoming very difficult, particularly for educated women, uh, to find a good partner because Men are graduating. Our university at Chapman University, where I teach, is about 60% uh, female. Um, the the odds are, are definitely um, that the average man is not going to be as well-educated as the average woman, which means that the woman may have trouble finding an appropriate partner um, because they're um, – they're just there. They're just it isn't. It, there aren't enough of, of the men. Now there are other issues. Um, you know, a lot of men have, are fairly immature. If you want to put it that way, they, you know, they don't have what would we might call traditional male virtues, um, and there are those. Um, and so, what you really have is you have a situation where women are moving forward, but the men are lagging behind, uh, and that's really in many ways, uh, a, a real problem, not just for the men, but for the women as well. And this is a recent development, you're saying, uh, as a consequence of uh, feminism, you know, the various waves that have, uh, you know, uh, advocated for women's advances in academia, in the workforce, so on and so forth. Uh, and now there's it's sort of like a fur line trap, can we say? Yeah, well, and also, look, you have, you have to take a look at the fact of the changes in the economy. You know, what... Where are the new jobs coming from? The new jobs are in, they're, they're very often in, in fields that have been historically um, more dominant, um, dominated by women. Um, what really has been hit is the, the sort of high-paid blue-collar jobs that used to be very much part of the sort of male self-image and what men thought was their uh, their role in society. So you've, you've got that problem too. By the way, we see this not just among 
uh, whites. We see this among, uh, actually in the more exaggerated um, way among um, uh, many immigrants where very often women are able to get control of the language and are able to adjust faster than men. I remember doing whole series of interviews with Korean Americans where this was clearly the case. And of course, the most extreme cases among African Americans where African American women are making huge strides and the men are not doing so well. And, and so what, what you, what you find is that this is becoming this sort of gap. Um, and, uh, and, you know, now there are some feminists who say, oh, isn't it great that men are growing up, I guess, you know, if you don't like men, but, but I don't think it's good for society in general. Like I have two daughters and my concern is, are they ever going to find an appropriate partner and somebody who, um, who would be able to be uh, someone that you could share a life with? There are fewer and fewer of those. The, the, um, there's some very good work being done right now by Nick Eberstadt and Richard Reeves, uh, two people in, in the U.S. And one of the things they're showing is that to some extent, male non-participation in the workforce is at depression levels. Um, there are so many men. We have very low unemployment, but the men who drop out of the labor force aren't counted. Um, and we have lots of them. Well, as a, a consequence of this, it doesn't argue well for the future, needless to say. Uh, it, let's just get back to uh, the marriage equation. This would destabilize families going forward, would it not? Well, it would have many things. One, it's obviously not good for families. It's also very not good for the, the birth rate. You know, Canada and America um, and Europe even more so, East Asia even more so, have very low birth rates. It's very difficult to see how these societies are going to to go ahead um, when their populations are getting very old and there are fewer and fewer young workers. Um, I guess the one could hold out hope that everything will be done by AI and we won't need people either, but I don't know if that's the future we want to see. <laughs> Joel Kotkin's with us again. Uh, his piece, Women Have Won the War Between the Sexes, But at What Cost?, let me ask you about that. Uh, is there a psychological impact on men going forward? Oh God, yes. I mean, um, I see it. I see it with students. The 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 men uh, seem a lot of them seem very unsure of themselves. Um, I I even wonder to some extent how many of them, you know, they almost never talk about their their girlfriends, or you don't see a lot of expressions of 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 affection. Um, uh, that I saw when I was in college now, because it was a long time ago and, uh, you know, you know, in a planet far, far away. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, the reality is that, that, that a lot of um, that, that there seems to be something happening. And by the way, in some countries like Japan, it's really intense where the women and the men almost function in different cultures. Hmm. Um, and and this is something that we really, you know, we really have to look at as a serious problem. And I don't think that the solution is to go back to a male-dominated society. I'm certainly not advocating that. But on the other hand, um, I don't think a female-dominated society w would also be particularly healthy. Well, then how do we uh, revert to a, a, an equilibrium, as it were? Otherwise, you're positing a dystopian future or dysfunctional society. Well, I think that, 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 A, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done with boys. I, as both Reeves and Eberstadt have, have shown, we have got to, we, 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 this situation really emerged with people really not knowing that this was happening, 
we were so used to the idea that women had been discriminated against, were lagging behind, that all of a sudden we got this reality, and we didn't realize that the real problem is that men um, are becoming increasingly dysfunctional, increasingly alienated. Um, and I think what we have to do is put more, more attention on it. One thing we certainly don't want to do, and unfortunately we do this to some extent, is we, we castigate male characteristics, particularly among young boys. Like, you know, I mean, the reality is boys will be boys, right? Mm. Well, if you decide that no, you know, being a little bit too exuberant isn't good, wanting to, you know, having a, a very uh, active physical life isn't good. Um, I, I think even sort of the, the, the demunition of, of the sort of male ego is, is, a, is a big problem, and it starts in the schools. And one big issue that's come up is in, today in the United States, 80% of all the uh, grade school teachers are women. So in many cases, you, you have a, a young person, maybe from a divorced family, um, or, or a, a household where the woman had a child without uh, marriage, but you, you've already got that going on. Um, then there, uh, many times their skills are not particularly um, uh, you know, uh, well-developed. Um, and we sort of also try to impose, sometimes we may say feminine values and make the point that feminine values are better. And I, I think that that's very destructive to, to, to young men. Um, and one of the scary things is that, that many of these men are growing up with no male role models, um, you know, no fathers, no teachers in the school. And yeah, it just gets compounded. Uh, Mr. Kotka, I've got to let you go on that note, but I just find it fascinating. It's a caveat, you know, uh, culturally, we ought to be uh, obviously apprised of, and thank you for doing that. Uh, maybe we ought to celebrate masculinity rather than diminish it further. Joel Kotkin, again, has written a piece in the Post, a recommended read, I'd say. Women have won the war between the sexes, but at what cost? Really appreciate your time, Joel. That was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to The John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on Earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.